Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. Over and over in the Bible, we see more and more people. Think of Joseph. His brothers hated him, threw him in a ditch, taken off to a foreign land. Talk about a bad start. What did he do? Turned around with God's strength. So as I go through the teaching, I don't mean to make light of your start in life. Some of you have had much more difficult start than I have. Some of you had a lot of better than I have. Dysfunctional. Although the word just means not functioning normally, we most often associate it with people or families with problems. Everyone has difficulties in their lives, some much more than others, but people with all kinds of pasts have used their dysfunctional past to justify their own behavior. Today, we'll be encouraged to hear about people throughout Scripture that have overcome the difficult starts in their lives and gone on to achieve spiritual maturity and accomplish great things. As we'll hear, we all have the capacity to become new and start fresh in our lives. But first, we have to seek the Lord, forgiveness, and trust Him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, with today's study. There was a 200-year-old church that was getting ready for its anniversary celebration when they had a great problem. The bell ringer, who always rang their church bell, was called out of town on an emergency. The pastor immediately advertised and looked for somebody else to ring the bells. He finally found someone, and the replacement came. The pastor took him to the steps leading to the bell tower, 150 steps Round and round they went, huffing and puffing. Just as they reached the landing, the bell ringer tripped and his face fell. He fell face first into the bell. Belong! It went like crazy. He was dazed by the blow and the bell ringer stumbled backwards onto the landing. The railing broke loose and he fell to the ground. Miraculously was not hurt, just stunned. The pastor, in precautionary way, decided to rush in the hospital anyway. When the doctor saw the man, he turned to the pastor and he said, Do you know the man's name? The pastor said, No, I don't, but his face sure rings a bell. <laughs> oh. Well. Now, let, wait a minute. Anytime you ever hear after tonight the name Jabez, it will ring a bell. I know a long way to get there, but it's all right. <laughs> Looking over nine chapters of names. These dealt with the genealogy of the family trees. Remember, they were important for two areas specifically. Ministry, because of all the years of confusion from the foreign captivity, it was important that the priestly lines... Levi and Aaron be reestablished so that worship could continue. It's also very important, all of these names, because of prophecy to show the lineage from Adam 
to Jesus, the Messiah. In the middle of those nine chapters, for some unknown reason, only because he's God, God stops in chapter 4, at verse 9, and he gives us a two-verse commentary about one individual. Nothing in God's word is there by accident. So God is trying to say to us, pay attention to these two specific verses. Now remember, we're talking about Hebrews and Jews. We're in the Old Testament, thousands of years away from where we are right now. And we begin in verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. The name Jabez means pain or he causes pain. There's been times in my life when my wife says, I want you to do something around the house. I could say, Jabez. How many of you enjoy pulling weeds? Jabez. It's a pain. There's some of you, when you walk down the street, you don't know it, but somebody on the other side of the street says, Jabez is coming. Because you're a pain to them. I'm sure those of you that are students here tonight have said that about your parents. Not to their face. You're smarter than that. Here they come. And I'm sure someone has said that about me. Why did Jabez's mother call him pain? We don't really know, but there's a number of possibilities. One, in those days, certainly could have been a breach birth. Been a very painful birth. Maybe the whole pregnancy was one of those that was very difficult, wasn't easy, was a hard time, so she had nine months to think about this child. There's another possibility that Jabez's mother may have had emotional pain. It could be that her husband had died or deserted her during the pregnancy. And it also could have been that Jabez was one of those children who was really unwanted. You know, one of those surprise children. Here was Jabez. Whatever the reason, he had this label that nobody would ever want. You wouldn't want the name Pain. I wouldn't want it. Can you imagine him in preschool or whatever? Introduce the child. Here's Pain. I thought about Jabez being named Payne, and I thought, I wonder if later in life he married a woman named Reliever. <laughs> Here come the pain relievers. All right, all right, I'm a pain. Let's go on. All we know is that Jabez had a difficult name. He probably came, what we would call today, from a dysfunctional home. He had a tough start with this name because the name stayed with him. You might even say from this background, he was a born loser. You know, society today talks a lot about the term dysfunctional, dysfunctional family. To be honest, every one of us comes from a dysfunctional family. Every one of our parents were sinners as we are. Many people, and I find it in counseling, 
want to use their tough start in life as an excuse for not accomplishing much. If I can, and I'm usually fairly straightforward in a counseling session, as I am in the pulpit, that's who I am. I try to say it in love, but I try to tell those individuals that that excuse is not a good one. You see, we all have difficult things in our past. We all came from homes where the parents were sinners and not perfect. Our two children were born. They came from a mom and dad who loved them, did the best we could, but we weren't perfect either. There's all kinds of dysfunctions. Some of you, much worse, and certain things that happened to you as a young child. But still, over and over in the Bible, we see more and more people. Think of Joseph. His brothers hated him, threw him in a ditch, taken off to a foreign land. Talk about a bad start. What did he do? Turned it around with God's strength. So as I go through the teaching, I don't mean to make light of your start in life. Some of you have had much more difficult start than I have. Some of you had a lot of better than I have. All you can take is who you are, add God to the formula, and good things will result. The title tonight is Tough Start, But Great Finish. The difference is God. And as we go through it, don't look in your life and say, well, man, if I had all those kind of things, I could do this or that and the other. No, you just take yourself right where you're at now. That's what I love about Jesus. When we see Jesus in the New Testament, he met people where they were. Remember the woman at the well, married four times, divorced. The guy she's living with in sin, because you know living together is a sin. Bible says it is. She's facing Jesus. Jesus says, you know what? You're empty. Your life isn't going anywhere. And she said, right on. And he went and he took her from that point and he went forward. He didn't accept her sin. He just said, let's put all of that behind you. Let's change your life now. Let's do it right. So that's what God wants to do to us tonight. He's going to take Jabez and Jabez through God is going to have a changed life. And you could have the very same thing because the thing that's common is God. We all start often with a tough start. Now, look at verse 9. Jabez, Mr. Payne, was more honorable than his brothers. Somehow, Jabez went past his name. And God now speaks about his character. His character. The Bible says that he was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez now, after a tough start, stands head and shoulders above his brothers. Not because of a physical trait, not because he was good looking, not because he was tall, but because he was known as a man that was more honorable. In the Hebrew, it means this. He had become a man of integrity. You could trust him. He had a great reputation. So he overcame that incredibly difficult name, and he became a man of integrity in honor. So when he would go down the street, he was known as a man in the community, as a one who had a character that would match God's character. It would be in that kind of a mindset that you would speak about him. 
Because of this, we don't know this was before or after, Jabez did something very wise in verse 10. Look at it. And Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. The word cried there really means to pray. And here's what he said. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. This is a simple direct prayer that has four parts. There's a wonderful book. It's called The Prayer of Jabez. And it's by Bruce Wilkinson. It's a great book. I'll be quoting him a little bit as we go through. But of course, he's not the first person that ever talked about the prayer of Jabez. I have a set of commentaries at home called the Pulpit Commentaries that go from hundreds of years ago. And certainly it was all through that before Bruce was ever born. But he has some wonderful insights. So I would encourage you to pick up the book. Let's look at these four parts very simply. First one is this. Oh, that you would bless me. And I've added my own little words afterwards so it will help you to remember. Enjoy God's goodness. The first part of his prayer is about enjoying God's goodness. Jabez sought the blessing of God so that he might be a blessing to the world. The Bible tells us that the whole reason for our existence is that we're here to be a blessing to God and a blessing to the world. You remember when God took the nation of Israel and he just sovereignly pulled them out and made them a nation. Here's what he says in the book of Genesis to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. That was the part of the covenant to Abraham. There's nothing wrong with praying for God to bless you if it's for the purpose of being a blessing. There's nothing wrong with that. Immediately when you look at that prayer and go, man, what is this guy doing praying to God for him to bless him? Well, do you want God to bless you? I want God to bless me. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want God to curse me. That's the other option. I'll take blessings, won't you? So this is what he prays. Bruce Wilkinson says this, to bless in the biblical sense means to ask for or to impart spiritual favor. When we ask for God's favor, we are crying out for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or to give us. Now notice, there's something radical, and it's very different from the the concept that we hear today about people who name it and claim it. You know, the people that say, well... God, you just give me this Cadillac, or you give me this home, or you give me this whatever. They're using that to abuse themselves and to bless themselves. This prayer is very different. Notice, when he asks for God's blessing, he doesn't define it. He doesn't decide when, where, or how. He just says, God, I know you desire to bless me and use me. So however you think it's best for me, you bless me. Wise move. You see, there's some of us here tonight, if we would pray for certain finances in our life, God knows that some of us could not handle those kind of finances. It would destroy us. Others, 
You can handle it. So I wouldn't want to get something that God knows in a blessing that I couldn't handle. Most of us are more thankful for the prayers God does not answer than the prayers he does answer. You remember, just think back at those people you dated before you got married. Praise God. He didn't give you that spouse. You see them going on the street and you know, she would have been a pain. And she says the same about you. Now, the reason Jabez could pray this kind of prayer, God bless me so that I can bless others, was this. Because he totally trusted in the character of God. Turn to Matthew. Keep your finger right there. We'll be back. Turn to the book of Matthew. First first book in the New Testament. Again, never be afraid to ask somebody. We have literally every weekend hundreds of people that have never, never even opened a Bible. So, Matthew chapter 7. God's character is to bless his children. You see, the person that's not been in church or have only seen maybe a little on TV, or were raised in a church that people are always screaming and yelling at them, their concept of God is somebody who's watching to beat them. I caught you again. You did it wrong. That's the way they look. When they think of Adam and Eve in the garden, when God says to Adam, where are you? This is the way they think. Adam, where are you at, boy? Get over here. I'm going to take care of you. No, Adam was still loved by God. I believe God's voice was a gentle voice. Adam, where are you? We need to talk. And you know that because even though he punished them, he was then gave him a wonderful promise that the Messiah would come. So tonight, God is not angry at you. Even if you're not a Christian, God isn't angry at you. He's come after you. God loves you. He knows where you're at. He's seeking you. He's wanting to have a relationship with you. He's not angry at you. Now he doesn't enjoy your sin any more than he enjoys the sin of a believer. But he loves you tonight. You have to get that in your head. The Bible tells us he loves his children just like a father does. And he loves to give good things to us. Look at Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, this is Jesus speaking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, the door will be opened. Here's the contrast, verse 9. Which of you, if his son asked him for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish would give him a snake. In other words, as earthly parents, when our children would ask us for a piece of bread, we wouldn't give them a stone. You're going to give some bread to your child because you love them. If you ask for some fish to eat, you wouldn't give them a snake to eat. Kids wouldn't eat snakes. They like to bring them in, but they don't eat snakes. So God says, as an earthly parent, you wouldn't treat your child like that. Well, look at verse 11. If you then, though you are evil... And all that means in comparison to God. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God loves to bless his children. So Jabez says, God, would you bless me so that I can turn around 
and bless other people. Make my life useful. Provide to me the things that I need so that I can be a blessing to others. That's a wonderful prayer for a pastor to pray. God, you bless me with the skills and the ability and your anointing so that when I teach, this is a great prayer for a third grade teacher to pray in a Sunday school, any kind of it. When, when we share that you would bless us so that we can bless others, knowing that the credit never comes to us, it always goes to God. There's a verse that speaks much about this. It's the New Living Translation. It says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in him. Remember Aaron we talked about? The famous basketball star out west. In college, you just said, man, I was a star everywhere. And I just turned it all in, went to a small school because I was empty inside. She was searching for God. Now she's become a believer. She knows what it is to serve God. And she understands what it is to trust him. So we can have the faith to start asking God for courage to turn our life around. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you're not even a Christian yet. Maybe you've had a tough start. Can God change that? Absolutely. All you have to do is ask. You say, God, man, I'd like to change where I've been going, the road that I'm going down. I'd like you to come into my life. Notice, everyone that asks, receives. It's his desire to give good gifts to his children. The second thing, let's head on back to First Chronicles. The second thing that Jabez prays for is this. Enlarge my territory. The three words I want to add to that for your notes is this. We need to enjoy God's greatness. One person said this about Jabez. Some people may plod on undisturbed, but not Jabez. Some people are content in a spiritual rut, but not Jabez. Some are willing to come to church just to go through the motions, but not Jabez. Jabez wanted to make a great impact on his world. His prayers included big dreams for God. Jabez knew that God would give him the desires of his heart. How do we here in little West Melbourne... Pray for a bigger impact on our world. What can we pray to enlarge our territory? What kind of prayers can you and I offer? I think you have to pray for three things. Number one, more influence. Number two, more responsibilities. And number three, more opportunities. Now, some of you are going to say, well, I like the influence. But man, I don't need any more responsibilities. Every night of the work is booked. I don't want any more. But notice, if we're going to enlarge the territory for God, it's going to take all three of those areas. In looking at the meaning of Jabez's name, Pastor Mark touched upon something. With the help of the Lord, anyone can overcome a difficult start in life and begin anew. He warned of dwelling on a dysfunctional home life to the point where you find it impossible to move past, and it becomes a crutch, an excuse for the reason you don't ever move forward. 
We were encouraged to know that God offers all of us a fresh start. Pastor Mark covered quite a bit in today's message. Perhaps you'd like to review. You can listen to today's message again by logging on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Just select today's date from the media player. Or you can also call us toll-free. The number to call is 866-779-3441 to place an order for a CD. Again, that number to call is 866-779-3441. Another way to get in contact with us is by email. The address is info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. That's info at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. By far, the best way to stay current with everything that you hear on Lessons for Living is to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is easy. Just follow the link at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark explains the motives for Jabez's prayer and what he'd hope to gain from them. That gain wasn't for himself, but that God would use him to bless others, reaching out beyond himself. Jabez will recognize God's power in a profound way. Pastor Mark will explain how he and others in the Bible come to know that if God is not on their side, there's no point in going ahead with their own plans. That's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.